Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Grief Gang podcast. This week is a guest episode. This week, I am joined by a young man who I have known throughout the years. He contacted me once I started the Grief Gang podcast and was nothing but supportive and offered to be a guest on the episode, which I absolutely lapped up. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Liam Sullivan. Hi, everybody. (laughs) So Liam, just tell the uh, listeners just a little bit about yourself, background, age, where you're from, what you do. All that lucky. So my name's Liam Sullivan. I'm 24 years old. Um, Lost my dad when I was age 14, um, which was sort of very tough. Um, Spoke to Amber and decided to come on this podcast because I've always had like problems with mental health and that. I've had a lot of help through like um, CAMS, adolescent mental health support, growing up, um, pastoral care through school um, Mm. and everything. So... I thought I'd get a bit back and share my story with someone else. No, definitely, definitely. And it was really, Liam is probably one of the only, not only I'll say that, but um, it's hard to get men to talk about their grief as we've spoken about. It's very hard to break that barrier down for men. Um, But Liam's been nothing but open and honest. And it's very, it's rare and refreshing to see a young man be willing and open about his grief. Mm. and his story so without further ado we're going to kick start because yes. it's what you all want to know you don't want to hear the waffling you want to hear the good shit <laughs> okay so first question for yourself liam mm-hmm. tell me about your life before your grief yep. so growing up and leading up to sure. the day that died so basically growing up i was sort of a very happy-go-lucky sort of child like <laughs> sort of quite sort of um, relaxed um I remember like the first sort of, I wouldn't say grief, but sort of talking about mental health and why that's so important. Um, was like a big Chelsea fan. My dad was a big Chelsea fan. He used to go mm. to football together. Um, was always more of a mummy's boy, mm. I'd say, <laughs> growing up. Um, 
if I either wanted like a friend round for tea or a sleepover, I'd always yeah. go, mum, mum, <laughs> always, mom, always mum. And then dad would come in from work and that and he'd sort <laughs> of... Who's that? Yeah, and he'd be like, oh, I see round again, all that sort of stuff. And I was always sort of a bit, I wouldn't say scared of my dad, but I always mm. had like this, it was a healthy fear. It was like, if I want something, go to mum. If you mm. want to be told off, your dad will tell dad, you Dad, yeah. Um, so it was always sort of like that. Mm. And uh, yeah, I was quite a happy-go-lucky kid. Um, obviously, the reason I'm talking about this now is because later on in the story, you'll sort of see why these things sort of came out in different mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first sort of weird thought of like weird stuff that sort of happened, I remember yeah. sat in assembly in um, in year one mm. and they were singing oh like all these uh, like... Um, but Christian songs and all this sort of yeah, stuff. All that God shit, yeah. And all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and um, they were on about, um, I think they were singing Dance Star, wherever you may be. And I remember just like having this out of body experience. Yeah. And I just like was like floating through space and time and all this oh sort of God. weird stuff. Like really strange stuff. In year one, to remember that as well. Yeah. And um, I went to my friend and I said, Are you a warrior? And he went, What, like Peter Pan? <laughs> and I said, I said, No. I said, like, I said, like, Do you like worry about like death and like time and space yeah. and all that stuff? And he looked at me like, What are you on? Like, <laughs> Like, I just want to go play in the monkey yeah, bars. Yeah, yeah. Sing the choir songs. <laughs> and I was always had this like wandering head yeah. from a young age. And it was like inquisitive mind um, from a young age and that. Mm. But you thought nothing of it and that. Mm. And then sort of going through school and that, I always had a big fear of death mm. for my dad. Mm. Always had it. I used to ponder in my bed at night, what happens when you die? Where do people go? Yeah. Um, all this sort of stuff. Mm. And I just didn't really sort of get it. Like, and I used to just always obsess. It was an, it was an OCD I found about yeah. later in life. But always to do with death and what happens when you die. And I remember I'd go to bed on a Sunday night mm. and it'd be the worst night because I'd never sleep. Because oh I'd God. sit and my mum, bless her heart, she put up space, um, oh, wallpaper in my room. Yeah. But I used to stare at it and it used yeah. to creep me out. Yeah. Like, There's Saturn. <gasps> what happens after Saturn? Then <laughs> yeah. will this universe end? You're six. What's just beyond the world? Shut up. Yeah, shut yeah. up with your mind. You're seven. Mm. And it could happen at any moment. These thoughts would just be intrusive into my Creeping, mind. Creeping, yeah. And we'd just come in and be like, well, you, you're going to die one day. Mm. And I'd be like in the playground playing football with my friends. And yeah, it was just and you shouldn't be thinking about things um, like that. But other than that, that was an anxiety. I was a happy, mm. you know, lucky kid. Yeah. I had a lovely upbringing, lots Aww. of family holidays with my mum um, and dad, family, and brother Joe, mm. who's four years older than me. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really happy time in that. And and then fast forward a bit, um, year five, year six, obviously, I'd say that was sort of, I went, I left uh, primary school to go to a secondary school. Mm-hmm. And again, nothing but good memories really other than those sort of weird thoughts, but they were just sort of there. Yeah. Um, and I sort of got closer to my dad, I'd say about year six, he used mm-hmm. to come watch me play football. Yeah. I used to love that. Um, used to like, if I was ever having a tough time at school, um, my dad would always sort of help me in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to not get, I think everyone, people will say it's bullying, but it's not, it's mm-hmm. just, it's called growing up and yeah. going to school. <laughs> Um, everyone gets taken the piss out of. Um, you were not bullied. No, it I was wasn't just bullied. Life. It was just life. It's not bullying. Everyone has stuff to deal with. Um, I used to get like the piss taken out of me at school a bit um, for like my speech. I used to speak really quick. Really? Um, like really fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was called cluttering, not stuttering. Um, <laughs> cluttering, darling. So I used to have like the speech therapy and all this stuff. Yeah. And I used to get taken the mic out from my voice and that. And I used to always like have this sort of attitude of like, oh, my dad would like, I, want, I, I was always yearning for someone to like go and do something. So it's like, mm. I wish my dad would go in there and like do like some other wrong and dad be like, come down to school. <laughs> I had this thing of my dad, but he wasn't that sort of guy. He was like <laughs> completely normal. Um, he was a normal dad. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't like turn up to school with like a knife or something. He wasn't like, like Phil Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I used to always be like, oh, like I wish like something would happen, like when something bad happened. Yeah. Um, but he was always there to be, like I said, I was always mm. a, um, a very sort of happy-go-lucky child, mm. but I had these sort of Let's just say intrusive thoughts in the yeah. back of my mind I weren't really sure on. Um, anyway, year nine. So we're now, I've left Debworth and mm-hmm. I'm in year nine. Oh, did you go to Debworth? Debworth Middle School, yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, really? Why don't I remember you? 
No, you've probably heard if you heard the lads shouting in the playground, swearing at everyone for not passing in the ball. <laughs> probably me. It was you, Liam. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've got to year nine, and this is when I'd say my thoughts and my anxieties, mm. adolescence, puberty, first started to ramp up. Yeah. So I was about fourteen. I transitioned from Deadworth Middle School to the Windsor Boys School, mm-hmm. and that was a difficult time because obviously you've got all your friends. I had friends from Trevelyan mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, girl mates from school, but suddenly yeah, go to the girls' now school. Gone, yeah. Um, that you don't have close with, there's more competition because <laughs> yeah. you've got the other boys mm-hmm. coming. Yeah, and yeah. that was like a tough period. And my dad was always, I remember in the summer and that, me and a girl, sort of, we used to go out, um, thought Papa Dad would come pick us up and that. Yeah. And I got close to my dad that summer because mm. he stopped talking to me about like girls and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He teased me and goes, you fancy that girl <laughs> and this stuff. And uh, it was just a funny, funny, funny sort of period. Yeah. And then got to year nine and I was quite a clever student, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was quite clever, um, sort of predicted reasonable grades, mm-hmm. um, and I went through year nine and I thought, well, this is when I sort of, not the bullying, but I'd say I used to get teased a bit, like people would call me a beaver. Yeah. I don't know why, I kind of look like one. Um, <laughs> they used oh, to, no, it's funny. but then there was also a joke about my speech. Um, I used to go, knock, knock, who's there? Liam who? Liam Sullivan. <laughs> and it was like, it used to piss me off so much. It was like the, the shirt. Yeah. And I was like, I speak normal. And it used that <laughs> sort of fine. stuff. But it used to happen, and then it's just teasing. But yeah. As a kid, when you're that age and you're, oh, it's well shattering, isn't it? It it gets annoying after mm. a while, and then um, my dad used to come pick me up from school sometimes, and I'd say at about that age, um, I remember I got the first red spot, and oh, oh my god, I was. <laughs> can I swear on this? Yeah, mate? Course you I was can. shitting myself, <laughs> absolutely shitting myself that my dad was going to see it in my diary. Oh. And I was like, Mum, Mum, please don't tell her, please don't tell her, please don't tell her. I'll be good, I'll be good. Um, <laughs> But it was that sort of thing of like, yeah. I was kept in line mm-hmm. by a healthy respect and fear for my yeah, dad. Yeah, he respects his dad, yeah. Um, and if she ever hit the fan, he would tell me off mm-hmm. and I would, I'd be like shaking with like yeah. nerves. Um, you knew the law. Yeah. So basically, um, going through year nine again, sort of like happy-go-lucky kid. And um, it was towards the end of year nine when he actually passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was quite weird. So basically it was, um, I woke up one Sunday morning. And again, I've been um, having like a tough time at school and that, mm-hmm. whatever, but I was sort of getting on with it with my just sort of normal, happy-go-lucky attitude. Yeah. Um, and then I woke up in the morning, mum was in the uh, living room and she went to me, um, oh, uh, my dad wasn't there. She went, oh, Liam, mm-hmm. your dad's been in a bit of an accident. Right. And I remember straight away my heart was like rushing and I was yeah. like, well, what's going on? Yeah. And she went, oh, he's, so you're 14, this is your yeah, 14 now. Like, yeah. This was in like the April, I think, okay. like maybe back end of April 2009. All right. And um, she goes, oh, your dad's in hospital. He's had a, a chest pain. He went for a bite this morning and he's right. in hospital. Hmm. And I just remember thinking, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. with all the stuff about, like, anxiety and death it's all in the back of my mind. rooted back up. You used to watch yeah. Casualty when you were a kid and you hear yeah. these things and you go, it never happened to me. Never mind. Never yeah. my family. Never happened to me. All yeah. this stuff you on the bill, growing up, Coronation Street, all these yeah. deaths. Yeah. Never happened to me. Yeah. And I just remember being really scared. Um, and, I mean, come, let me just regurgitate quickly mm-hmm. so i had lost my granddad prior yeah. to that my first experience of grief was, was my granddad, granddad. Okay. who died on being my mum's dad yeah who died in length of june 2006 right um from alzheimer's right and i sort of was a bit younger then yeah and i was sort of more prepared for it because i sort of i knew that alzheimer's was a thing that was going to take him yeah and i had sort of grief before he died i remember i was about 
eight or nine. Mm. And mum went to me. We used to laugh at granddad because he was funny. Because he used to make us laugh and all this Aww. stuff. But he used to like come up with stuff. He used to swear at the Germans on the TV. All this sort of stuff and that. It was just like, it was just like well, the wall, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's And bringing then one it day mum went to me. You know that granddad won't be around forever because Alzheimer's is a killer disease. Yeah. And that was when the penny dropped from a young age. Yeah. So then when he did that. I used to think that was Alzheimer's. I never yeah. used to think that it would kill. I thought it would just be they yeah. just lose their, their memory. Yeah. Never so then when he, did pass, when he did pass away, I was sort of more prepared for that. Yeah. But that was like, he was in a home for a while. He wasn't always around the house. So mm. I could deal with that sort of death. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that was sort of my first benefit. Fast yeah. forward. Um, so we're now back in 2009. Uh, <laughs> apologies, my story turns out to be the best. Nice, what it's about. Um, and yeah, my dad was in hospital. And um, anyway, we went to see him that evening. And they said, oh, he's got a left bundle blockage, mm. um, which is basically chest pain slash indigestion. Right. And um, I was a bit like, well, like, well, what's this about? Like, yeah. wait, like is, it, is his heart? Like, well, what is it? And they said, yeah. no, no, it's fine. It's just a left bundle blockage. So anyway, he got signed off work for about two, uh, about four weeks. Mm-hmm. And we got really close then. Because yeah. all of a sudden, he was picking him up from school every day. Mm. He was around the house. My dad used to get depression and anxiety. Mm. And... Um, he used to like want to. Um, he's like, "Come on, then, I'm gonna go and get a TV after after after, after <laughs> school." And I remember we were driving to Bentles in Bracknell. We yeah. Went to get the TV after school, and uh, we drove there, got the TV, and that carried it back to the car. And we sat yeah. in the car in his old Ulysses, and he had another chest pain again. Oh fuck! And um, he was like having a heart attack. Yeah. In front of in me. front of you, and, just um, you and Dad, not brother yeah, nothing. Just, just in, you and in Dad. the car, and. Uh, I remember sitting in the car, shitting myself, like, Dad, are you all right? And he'd, be, and he'd, and he'd come out of it, he'd come through it and go, I'm fine, I'm fine now, yeah. I can be in the Marines. And he'd give it all the hat. Oh, and, um, geezer. <laughs> we were driving back that day, and um, we had a proper deep chat after that attack that he had. Mm. We had a proper deep chat about my friends, about, like, it was almost like, uh, looking back now, it was like a parting sort of goodbye, but he was like, he's a good lad, he's a good lad, stay clear of him, he's bad news, oh, he's a good lad. He's um, giving you the started, lowdown. And I was just like, at the age of 14, wow, I'm really getting to know my dad now. There's actually a loving, obviously, I knew this anyway. Of course, yeah. But, but I'm not scared of the man. I can no, proper open my heart yeah. up to him. I was talking about when he lost his mum when he was a kid. Yeah. And just like, I felt this real close connection, connection that yeah. I had with my mum, with my dad for the first time. Um, so anyway, that was on like another day. And then we went uh, family meal, Pizza Express again. Mm-hmm. And this is when my anxiety started really creeping up. Yeah. Um, and he had another chest pain again in the restaurant. And it wasn't pretty to look at. Oh my God. Um, and again, came through came it through fine. Um, and I was like starting to really starting to worry and mm. I was starting to have dreams. Um, and then on the Tuesday before he died, um, I think I remember having a dream that I was walking through the boys school courtyard mm. and everyone was coming up to me and tapping me on like the shoulder going, are you all right, mate? Are you all right? Are you all yeah. right? Like this really weird dream. Yeah. And my anxiety was mental anyway. And I always mm. had this thing that dad's not all right because mm. um, I'd seen it happen. Yeah. And then every time Daddy's had these chest pains, I would go into panic straight away of this is going to be the one that takes it. That's going to, yeah. And I'm going to see it and I'm going to view it. And um, it went on for a little while. I went out Tuesday again. Uh, I think it was Easy's or Pizza Express Family Meal. had one again. Mm. And then the night before he passed away, it was a Wednesday night. And um, I remember, I think Joe was out. Joe just 10, 18. Said Joe, uh, going up to the middle, I think. Liquid. Mum, yeah, <laughs> mum, was, uh, mum had been working. It was me and Dad at home and he was sitting there drinking the Stella watching England. <laughs> like a nice memory of him. Yeah. Like love. That's lovely memory. And then um, woke up on the Thursday morning. I remember it so clearly. For some reason, right? Weird kid, if you were. Woke up at 5 a.m., watched Ice Age 2 or Ice Age 1 on my old Beco television on the VHS because I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And then I started to fall back asleep at like, because I was always struggling to sleep around that time. Yeah, it's just, well, you would. You're really age 14 years old, puberty, all this stuff going on. Yeah. Struggling to sleep anyway. So I think I got back off at about quarter to seven. And mum coming at about 20 past seven, and I was sort of half asleep in my bed, and she went, um, 
oh, Liam, I mean, Dad's left me another chest pain again. I've got to go to work. Joe's asleep. Can you just keep an eye on him? Right. And I remember then I was going, like, Yeah, get yourself up, yeah. Um, not good. Um, and I was scared to go in and see him. So mm. I, did, I didn't want to go in his room. So mm. I was just scared of being around him when he was having his, yeah. so just to give me the fear anyway. It's traumatic. Um, so anyway, I went downstairs, was pouring milk on my cornflakes, and I heard this... Like oh, this, like, like I'll never forget okay. the noise. Oh, God. Um, and I ran, shipped myself straight away. Mm. Um, ran into the utility room, closed the door for like 30 seconds, mm. tried to block it up, and it wasn't happening. Yeah. And I was like, Liam, what are you doing? Yeah, Picked yeah. up the phone, called my mum, and just remember crying on the phone. I said, No, he said, Mum, dad's making some strange noises, mm. like coming from upstairs. She said, What are you doing? Like, go up and see him. Mm. So I completely snapped out of it. Yeah, yeah. Ran up the stairs and that. I remember coming into his room, found him on the back of his bed froth all white froth around oh, his mouth God. eyes rolling back yeah um like just having fits fits yeah um brother come out of his room um screaming um and basically i called 999 mm. joe took the phone off me and i ran into the road and just asked for help smashed yeah. the glass in the street which is like going nuts just get anyone's and, uh, attention yeah and i was really obviously panicking and shaking up and then i remember the ambulance arrived i carried um the the free plates up the stairs like mm-hmm. the heaviest thing I've ever lifted but I just did it. Yeah. Got on with it and then um, we sat down in the living room and um my friend from across the road came over, mum come back from work and my mm. dad's best mate drove over and I calmed down. I yeah. really calmed down because the amateurs were there and it was all yeah, quiet. You think okay. I just remember having this one image of I used to live in the living room. Mm-hmm. I used to, in my front room there was like a stairway you could see through the living room door. Okay. And because he was quite a big bloke, they mm. had to carry him down in the bed sheet. Yeah. And I remember just turning my head, didn't want to look, but I turned my head to the right as they were carrying him down and his, his head was hanging back. Oh. Um, like, like dead. Yeah, like lifeless, um, yeah. And I just remember seeing that eerie thought and I was mm. like, I was like, he's dead. Yeah, you just know. You just know. Anyway, we followed the ambulance to the car and that and everyone sort of calmed down and it was like this real sense of calmness mm. um, driving to the hospital. I remember my dad's best mate's daughter rang him on hands free in the car had yeah. like a normal conversation obviously we were in the back driving it yeah. didn't want to tell her anything no, yeah. and then we get to the hospital and um, they sit us down in this uh, at the A&E in Wexham and they sit us down in the emergency ward and they put us mm. down in the room mm. and it was me my mum uh, Kevin Melissa and my brother and um, they put us down in this room and they basically said someone will be with you shortly mm. and I think I waited 30 seconds and I stormed out and went this. I yeah. know he's dead. Yeah. And um, I was waiting outside in the car park by the bike sheds, and I just remember my dad's best mate coming out, and my brother just in floods of tears, yeah. and seeing a man who's like forty crying, seeing grown men, in yeah, like like despair, yeah, like um, like just broken and just mm. like sobbing, mm. sobbing. Mm. Um, I knew straight away, and obviously I went, um, sobbed my heart out for about an hour. Yeah. Woman, lovely woman at the hospital, can't remember her name, was literally like obviously deals with it like a pro, used yeah. to dealing with people. Um. He said to me, um, Joel, do you want to like go and see him? Um, and I went and saw him and that, um, which was a tough decision, but I'm glad I did. No, Give him a kiss on the head, yeah. said goodbye and that. And then we left the hospital and uh, went home and that. I was fine. Bang. I went yeah. into shock. Yeah. I didn't grieve. Shock mode, yeah. I went into shock. And that night, I remember, I, I don't remember doing this now, but mm. apparently I'd gone home with Joe, put the bedroom back to how it was before the ambulance had been there. Yeah. So my mum wouldn't come and see it when she yeah, got back. See it all, yeah. And see all the mess. Oh. And we'd put the hearth back together, making dinner, yeah. I think. Apparently, I don't, I don't remember any of this. I like, don't remember my, weeks, the yeah. night of mine either. I these blank. two weeks, I don't remember it. Mm. Um, it's just, just with a real trauma. Your brain sort of shuts off from mm-hmm. it. Um, and yeah, just a mad two weeks and that. And then I went back into school. He died on the Thursday. Mm. I tried to go back into school on the Monday. Mm. And um, But I had this attitude shift, which is like yeah. coming to my behaviour at school. Mm-hmm. So my dad's gone now. So nothing matters. You didn't give a fuck. Because you don't my dad's give a just fuck. died. Yeah. The world, my world's ended. 
So someone at school pissing me off. And I remember going to school on the Monday going, I can't wait till this person says something to me today. Yeah, try so me. I'm going to be that me. kid that starts swearing at yeah. so I didn't care. And uh, I went to maths and sat um, sat through first lesson. And then I think second lesson was DT. And uh, I was trying to like give it, but I didn't really mm. have much in me. And I broke, <laughs> I broke down and flooded the tears and got, I got I sent home from school. Mm. And then I didn't go, um, I didn't, go in for two weeks mm-hmm. after that and then pastoral care obviously found out what happened yeah and they were really good and supportive with me um so i went through that and it was just a sort of weird time because all of a sudden i remember being this sort of shy lad that wasn't really very popular mm. everyone writing on my facebook wall everyone wants attention to know, yeah. attention girls as well mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie i was like oh, this person's messaged me from bloody year, year six <laughs> right? she's a fancy oh, and she's writing on my wall just because we're down attention yes yeah. <laughs> yeah but like all this sort of stuff yeah. i'll be like i was a teenager and I just didn't actually, it didn't sit and my dad had died. It, yeah. I just went on the attention and yeah. all eyes on me and all this stuff. And um, it was a really delayed grieving process. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Went to the funeral on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing my mates there winking at them as I walked in. Oh, like, I you. Like, just like my mate, no, but like, just to say like, I'm all right. Oh, be like, like, yeah, like walking good, in, I'm like, 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 I'm all right. And I was yeah. like, um, went you to the funeral. Like, yeah, went to the funeral, fine again. I put a Facebook status of me and I laugh at this to this day. <laughs> I put a Facebook that night that said, went to my dad's funeral today. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It was actually quite good. Oh, and it's just oh, like, you know, you, no, you've got to laugh but, about yeah, this Yeah, no, you do. You've got to. Like, it's not an awkward thing. Like, my dad would be down laughing. Because you're still in said, shock. Yeah, yeah. Just complete shock of all this stuff. <laughs> and he, and but, but it was a good send-off. Like, the funeral was amazing. Yeah, no, they, they actually out, are. Yeah, like... And we didn't have a morgue funeral. It was like a celebration of his life. Yeah. And, um... I remember we sent them off to the liquidator. We were like giving one more, dum 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 dum, oh. Chelsea as he oh, went through, oh, as he went that. through the curtain and all that sort of stuff. And like I said, I was sort of okay, which was weird. And everyone yeah. was going, "Is Liam all right? Is Liam all right?" Yeah, they're looking a bit funny. He's not all right. Yeah. And um, I'd say it probably didn't come out until like the August, have a summer holidays, and then when I went back to school, mm-hmm. so the year started year ten mm-hmm. in the August. Um, September, sorry. Yeah. And that was when it all came out. Mm-hmm. So the space force started coming back. Yeah. I started getting panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting chest pains because I'm a 14-year-old growing lad. Yeah. Every time I had one of them, I'd go into a full-blown yeah. panic attack I'm thinking it's a heart attack. Yeah. I'd think my mum was going to die. Yeah. I'd think everyone around me was going to die. I'd get paranoid. It was... The pits. That's a horrible thing when you feel everybody around you is going to die. I used to get, I remember sitting in mum's room going, Mum, call an ambulance, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. I'm going to die. And it just all flipped onto me. Yeah. Um, complete anger. Mm. Um, at my dad for dying um, my dad calling horrible words like mm. just didn't like why have you left us Yeah, and like that sort of um, crying a lot but I used to just start thinking the world was going to end um, all these sort of stuff and uh, I remember I was sat around a fr- my, my friend's mum's house mm. lovely lady called Tracy and uh, I sat and I told her about my weird space force for mm-hmm. the first time I'd had since I was a kid Yeah, and she went I used to get them too you know that's a form of anxiety <gasps> oh my god and I went, what? And she went, yeah, like that's like anxiety and depression. She's going to speak to your doctor. That's okay. not just grief. There's more to it than mm. that. And I remember I went home and told mum and Tracy spoke to mum and she was like, and then it all come out. I said yeah. these things I've been having since I was like five, six, mm. seven, eight, nine, all the years well, What a relief up. though yeah, to know that was. someone um, else has this. And I went to my doctor, my GP, and they put me through child and adolescent mental health support, CAMS, mm. people might be aware yeah. of it. Um, and I saw a lovely guy called Darren. I went through trauma debriefing. And it really sort of um, put me on the right sort of path. Mm-hmm. Um, 
helped me deal with a lot of stuff yeah. um, that I was sort of paper over the cracks. And like I said, we could talk about this for three hours if mm, you went into mm, it. Um, mm. So I don't want to talk about it all day. But yeah, just the very panic attacks, um, thinking I was going to die, thinking people around me were going to die, mm-hmm. um, thinking the world was going to end. Just complete every symptom of anxiety that you want. Yeah. Um, and then just being left with complete depression and despair. Yeah. Um, that sort of carried on through like ups and downs through year 10, 11. Also, mm-hmm. it was sort of quite a good time as well because you were growing up. and. Yeah. I was, my behaviour changed at school. Like I said, got rebellious, swearing at teachers, Mm -hmm. um, didn't care, didn't really want to learn. And then I got to sort of 16, 17, 18, and I discovered alcohol and drugs. Yeah. And um, that was when it really sort of took off for me. Yeah. um, Because obviously I said I lost that disciplined sort of father figure that I had. Um, And I was just sort of a bit lost, but also... I was very lost in myself. Didn't yeah. really know who I was. Yeah. Um, missed my dad. Though, missed my dad massively. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just wanted him there. But then sometimes also just didn't care either. And it was just so much stuff going yeah, around like crazy. Yeah. Um, and you started drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that was just normal. You thought it was normal. Started off yeah. smoking a bit of pop down the skate park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we've all done that. And then <laughs> drinking as well. And then yeah. it was just normal drinking for like sort of, but I was drinking every Friday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And it was Live only when I stopped for a while mm-hmm. that I realised that that has a big effect on your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you drink on a Friday or Saturday, your brain's not really back to its normal till about Wednesday probably. Yeah. Um, so you're not processing anything. Nah. Um, and I just remember like my 18s to sort of 23 just being a bit of a blur. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And then obviously things escalated, mm-hmm. um, started taking harder drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would go through phases of being fine for ages, working hard, and then having these massive crashes. Yeah. Um, completely sort of up and down. I mean, I'd be depressed, um, be suicidal, mm-hmm. want to take my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it all stems from obviously my old man. Yeah. Um, having that sort of thing and just like that chaotic sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it was very difficult yeah um and then obviously moving on a little bit um after um i've lost myself a little bit i've gone gone off track that's all right no um so yeah so i got to 18 left the boys school yep um i went to college yep studied media Mm -hmm. um and i never sort of knew what i say to my dad when i was like i'll be a builder or something (laughs) when i was like like doing lego and that yeah and um i sort of fell into media Mm. Um, and that was a good thing for me because that's a passion. Yeah. 
and passion I, project yeah and because I found that passion and that that sort of helped me massively because I knew what I wanted to do exactly and that sort of gave me a goal yeah um and I've always like with my old man and that I wouldn't say I believed in God and all this sort of stuff and like, that's sort of a personal thing, but mm-hmm. I was always quite spiritual. Yeah. So I'd always believe that he was like watching down on me. He's somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And like if I go back through my life now, like I can't really, um, I can't say that like the fact I'm sat here today after all the stuff that I've been through, mm-hmm. I've, I'm ridiculously lucky or there's something mm-hmm. guiding me through it because there's 100%. just like, there's situations I've been in. It's like, you've got yeah. through that one again. How's he come out How of that? How did you get out of that one? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, for like years and years and just all that sort of trauma mm-hmm. and that um, sort of pent up around your dad and that. And obviously when you go through school, I think if you're a young person now listening to this and you're like puberty and you're worried about your sexual identity, all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff, like I'm a straight male, but I can say that there was times where I thought I was bisexual, didn't know yeah, what I was. questioned it. And yeah. I didn't have a dad to speak to. Yeah. Which I probably would do with anyway, because people would just pick it up. There's so many things. It's true, that, but you didn't even have the option, though. Yeah. Exactly, that's the thing. You never had the option, even if I you were I, to. Yeah, and I spoke to my uncle about this sort of stuff, and like girlfriends and that, and yeah. like the talk with the... Yeah, talk about birds and bees, yeah. The talk about that sort of stuff. <laughs> never had that, and just yeah. like, was just stuff that my mum was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. my mum was literally like... Um, she was my mum and my dad, but I yeah. wouldn't accept that at first. Mm. And that was tough for her, but she is like an angel. Like no, an yeah, you got to think, she, she lost her husband like, and then yeah. she got raised two young the boys. The stuff she's done for me. And uh, that's a fairy tale story in itself. So my mum yeah. actually met someone. Um, she's got remarried. Yes, um, Peter. Yeah, yeah, and Danny's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mum, yeah. yeah. So I remember that's, that's that. a, we, that's I think just that's a, lovely. Yeah, that's just a conversation between us to you. Listeners wouldn't know that, but basically yeah. um, someone that we know mutually, um, mum basically got remarried to someone that lost her partner, yeah. lost their partner yeah. as well. Um, and they got married two years ago. So that's lovely. That's really, really nice lovely, now. And yeah. we're sort of very sort of happy yeah. um, as a family together and we've moved on. Mm. But there was times when, when my mum first brought him home, hated oh, it. God, yeah, Who's yeah. this knob? Um, <laughs> Like, literally, mommy, fear the virtue. I'm getting the golf clubs out. Yeah. Like, yeah, threatening him. Yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff. And just sort of, like, basic sort of grief. I mean, but I don't know about you, but, like, obviously you lost someone at sort of a similar age. Mm. Like, um, like, similar way. It's yeah. that shock. Oh, God. This, it's dealing with the loss and the trauma at the same time. Like, mm. um, when I speak to people who have... Um, lost parents who were dying and they sort of geared themselves up for it and they had time to process it they obviously i'm saying this very lightly that they, they don't have the trauma mm. they don't have the trauma of i saw my mum yeah. the monday before and you're telling me on the saturday she's died yeah. what the fuck like mm. you're processing it all whereas when you have someone who you know is going to die yeah you can suppress those feelings and you're prepared mm. so when you put grief and trauma in it oh my it's a fucking recipe for disaster yeah it's a long road it's a long road to recovery after that yeah and it is and i think that's the one thing that i'd say to people is it's time i mean oh my god as cliche as it is and i used to hate it when people say to me time's a healer time's a healer fuck off yeah but then i'd be like now it's the one thing I say to people. Hmm. Time is the biggest healer. It is, and they oh, said that to me ages ago. So it was 10 years in June. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, it's 10 years. And 10 years in June. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'd say the funniest thing happened. So I was away in Bali. <laughs> and uh, oh, I, love that place. I used to always say to my mum that dad's looking down on us in mm. like a weird way. And like like I said, we, talk, we don't joke about it, but like on my mum's wedding day, it was pissing down all day. <laughs> and I, went, I said, yeah, dad's really happy about this one, isn't he, mum? And, uh, and then on June the 11th, I was away this year in, um, in Bali. And my brother in this flat we're in now yeah. woke up and it was 
it was leak and it was raining like all in the house oh, and, I, and I just went I went dad's fucking bus again man that's yeah. what I'm telling you, yeah, you I said it's go, literally dad but, but it's just those sort of things and they're the comforting things they that I'd like are. think I think you've got to hold on to those sort of stuff um, like it's Christmas coming up in a minute um, I know a lot of people find it very difficult I've got a couple of friends that um, find this time of year very hard because they lost people around this time Yeah, and it is tricky and my first Christmas was an absolute nightmare yeah. um, my first Christmas big family argument um, oh, I stormed out of the house and walked out. No. Um, and it was just a crazy sort of time. Yeah. But it's because everyone's grieving and... Don't know what to do with it. Everyone's got their own grief. Um, and, like, counselling helps. Yeah. Um, talking to people, getting professional mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff. Obviously, I take medication now, uh, antidepressants, but that's because of my other stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's hard to sort of pinpoint if I was just a normal happy-go-lucky child, how the stuff would have affected me yeah. anyway. Obviously, it yeah. would have. But I think I was already inclined to anxiety and depression yeah, it was already um sort of going forward mm. um but yeah that's like in a sort of nutshell like my life story around yeah. grief <laughs> um but i mean moving forward um didn't you have some other sort of questions or like yeah about? i do i've got like i'm i'm, I'm just in awe i, I could I, I generally sit and listen to you for ages um <laughs> Needs a bit of structure because I'm just going off on a tangent. No, I love it. <laughs> I love just I love chatting while I could chat for England. Um, okay, so we'll move into the next question mm. and we can do branch and a branch and a branch. I can tell this one we're gonna chat for England. So what is your outlook on life now? So this is something like, I've gone through the biggest change of my life, I'd say, in the last yeah. sort of two years. Um so basically where I was sort of coming to was that that story was basically I started drinking and drugging quite a bit. And then I got to 23, which was June 2018. And I'd been seeing like um, neuro-linguistic practitioners, uh, mm-hmm. having all sorts of counselling. But as I said, it was always up and down, up yeah. and down. It was never sort of an even kill. Mm-hmm. And um, I basically decided to stop drinking um, in June 2018. And when I, when I stopped that, um, basically I went through the biggest change of my life because it allowed me to get sober. Mm-hmm. And I worked through a lot of... Um, trauma and a lot of kept up pain Mm -hmm. and resentments and sort of old enemies that I built up in the past and that and my outlook on life now is just completely different I I, I now I do enjoy the odd beer now Mm -hmm. um with my friends and like I said I've done a year and a half so but it was the best thing I ever did Mm -hmm. um I don't regret any of it I'm so grateful to everyone that helped me um go through all that stuff um and now like I said, I do enjoy a drink and I've got a newfound gratitude for life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful for absolutely everything yeah. um, that I've got. I think us as people, we so, we always look, the grass is always greener apart from where I'm sat is the thing that so many people always say mm-hmm. because people are always comparing and despairing. Yeah. Um, and I've worked out now that in my life, if I don't want to be too high mm-hmm. and I don't want to be too low. Mm-hmm. I just want to be in the just middle right, yeah. because if I get too high, I'll start going a bit Ooh, nuts and yeah, I'm getting yeah. on people's nerves. And if I'm too low, I'm obviously just depressed and lifeless. Um, mm-hmm. So I try to keep myself on like a sort of even kill now. And I literally, I live one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I don't go long term with anything. No, I don't yeah. think. Don't think too far ahead. Because yeah. I think a lot of people, you get depressed and then you project your feelings onto the future. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you've got events coming up and that, or you've got things, you've got like a few things in your mind, you can wake up one morning and it can be a shit day, but always got to change. It's your perspective on that yeah. day. Um, but then the people that you, you you have those feelings, and then you push those feelings onto a projection yeah. of your future. Mm. And I think that's where um, people can really start to get like depressed and anxious and that. And 
I mean, yeah, I just, I'll just say like now, like, I feel like I'm a lucky person because I've gone through so much already. Yeah. That the rest of my life looks pretty sweet mm, <laughs> because yeah. like, um, so much stuff, and I'm so glad and grateful that I've gone through yeah. what I've gone through. Obviously, I'd love my daddy. Obviously, I'd love to like of you know, course, swap that in a yeah. heartbeat. Um, but there's nothing you can do about it. It's happened, and yeah. the way that my life's turned out is nothing but amazing. Exactly. Um, and the fact that my mum's happy again, my family are happy. Um, and yeah, just I'd say the biggest thing that I've learned from it all is that time is a healer. Mm-hmm. It is one day at a time. Yeah. So all you've got to get through is the next 24 hours. You haven't got to think. If you're in your yeah. early days of grief, um, just literally one day at a time and just get on that pillow. Yeah. And just, you know, today's another day. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You, you, you've got to get through it. Yeah. Um, I think when you start seeing everything as a big thing and you start to really um, go inside yourself, that's a very difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that before. Isolated being stuck in my own head. Do mm. not get stuck in your own yeah, head because yeah. that is a bad place to go in alone. <laughs> Slippery slope. Um, and just get just get advice mm-hmm. um, and talk to people. Talk, yeah, talk, 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 talk. Cry, 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 cry. As cry. much as you need. If you're a bloke that's scared of crying, no, let it out. Um, mm-hmm. Trust me. I used, to, I used to take this approach of not crying and I'd get angry. <laughs> and then, and then, what would follow after the anger? The tears. Exactly. So I'd smash yeah. up a wardrobe and then be crying anyway. So <laughs> you might as well just fill it you up. As well, yeah. in a healthy, Save the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, in a healthy way. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just think like you can't control what happens in your life, and like no. it can happen to anyone. But it's about how you react. You control exactly. I was just say you about control how you, how react, you to react, react to it. But that's like I said, if you're in your early days of grief, um, that's all out the window. Because if you're getting those exactly, weird yeah. thoughts and that. And that sort of stuff, and you're getting panic attacks. Um, then ignore what I've said, but do get yeah. a uh, do get a paper bag and breathe into one of them because that definitely helps. Yeah, good tip. If you're having a yeah. panic attack, get paper a paper bag. bag and breathe into it so you know you're breathing because you start mm. thinking that you're you not. You think you're not breathing, but yeah. with that paper bag so will a, reassure that, that you are. That has helped me a lot. Paper bags. Um, rescue remedy was quite good in the early days. What's it that? was like apparently it was alcohol. But I don't think it is. It's oh. like a, it's like a um. It tastes like it, but it's like right. a, it's like a herbal flower medicine. Okay. And you put two drops on your tongue. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of calms you down. Oh. That was a really helpful thing yeah, in my early days of grief from like 14, 15, 16. Mm. Um, it just used to sort of calm me down. Camel tea. That calms yeah, you down. Yeah, I'm going to camel. I'm going with this. But yeah, but I just, I just think like now, like my just, I sort of, I don't take life for granted. No. Um, like I said, um, do you think before, obviously before you went um, sober, everything like, did you just mm. you didn't care for life? I, 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 I did, but I also just was so focused on just my next sort of getting messed up and yeah. having like a laugh and that. Yeah. And I just I was I sort of always kept myself good with my job and that, and yeah. like I never sort of let it get too far. But mm-hmm. it did become an addiction, and it yeah. become that sort of like that sort of thing. And like I said, I can't sit there and say that my mental health and my dad is the reason that I used to do those things. Mm. I think you'd do that anyway. Yeah. I don't want to sit down and go, my dad likes to have done drugs and drunk. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not why. That's mm. just life, I think. But if you're inclined that way and you start going down that slope, mm. it's a very tricky one to get yeah, out to get of. Back. Yeah. Um, and I did, mm. luckily. And no, I'm, in a, yeah. I'm in a very good place right now yeah. where I'm sort of um, grateful. And one thing that's helped me with anxiety and depression as well is exercise yeah. and a clean diet, which yeah. at the minute... I'll be honest, my diet's terrible <laughs> at the minute. And, um, and I'm not exercising at all because I'm busy with work. Yeah. But that's fine. And also, but you have as well, another healthier yeah. output. But which I've got is your balance work, now. Yeah. And I don't, if I if these are the things I'm going to do, mm-hmm. 
I'll do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm working hard at the minute, so I'm not exercising and I'm eating your takeaway. Too many. Either. But it's fine. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. I'm not then going to go beat myself up about doing it. Yeah. Whereas before, it would be that double-edged sword of, yeah. I'm doing these things and then I'm beating myself up yeah. in my own head for doing mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, now I roll with the punches yeah. and it's yeah. day at a time and like, they'll probably be back on the gym doing all that stuff again yeah, in January. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it, it just got to roll with the punches big of life. Big time, big fucking time. It's literally it. Right, final question. I love this question. I love when people tell me this. So, Liam, if you could tell your past self one bit of truthful and helpful advice for all the emotions you're about to feel, what would it be? Fill them. Yeah, big time. Literally. um, Fill them and don't be afraid of them. And Welcome them. Yeah, I mean, some of them are very scary. Mm -hmm. um, And the ones that are around fear and sort of... um, death and anxiety and all that sort of stuff but it's almost like you've got to go into the battle mm-hmm. to win the war and you've got to yeah. come out the other side mm-hmm. and you've got to go in there and like I said in the last year and a half from being sober and going through what I did I had to go in the eye of the storm to come out the other mm-hmm. side and oh my god it's the best thing you isn't ever it do. yeah like when you go through it see yeah, colour again isn't yeah, it yeah it's, it's tears yeah. and it's trauma and it's painful but if you bottle that up your whole life, I personally don't believe that you can. Like I've seen it in other people that have bottled things up their whole life, got to 50, had a mental breakdown. Mm. Um, and it's much harder then yeah. to come out of it mm-hmm. when you've got years mm-hmm. of stuff um, than it is when you're young yeah. and you can deal with it. Yeah. Um, I think resentments are one of the biggest things yeah, that get people a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any resentments I might have your one at like um, the weather but that's not yeah. you know what I mean like, like that. <laughs> or like the football but I don't like take things to heart now I try and love everyone yeah. um, as if we're all connected because mm. I just think that if if you carry around this anger and aggression and this sort of stuff that I used to about my dad my, like, I'd yeah. be driving I'd be coming home from school one day and I'd just see my mates with their dad and it'd just make me Pissed rage off, I'd be like yeah. what was your dad yeah. And just like be jealous of everyone. I'm a different one. And it's like, I'm no different to anyone else. Mm. We're all, we, we've all got our own stuff our to, own shit to, to, to deal, deal with. with. Um, just don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. I mean? don't be a dick. And just like talk to people. Be honest. Honesty is a massive oh, thing. God, yeah. um, that's what I tell myself. Be honest yeah. with everyone. Don't lie and hide stuff. Um, be honest and tell people what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because there was times in my life where I wasn't honest and I used to hide and mm-hmm. I could have stopped what I was doing a lot sooner yeah. had I spoke about yeah. it before. And opened up. Um, but I waited a long time. Mm. Um, but like I said, it's it's that stuff that you sort of, you just get through it. And it's like, if you are, if it is Christmas time, I know this is getting released, and it's a difficult day for most families if you've lost someone recently, um, just breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, try and not get caught up in your emotions. Um I think it's probably a bit early, but meditation helps. Yeah. Five minutes, ten minutes of yeah. that in the morning. Um, something I used to be really good at again, slacking mm. that in a minute. <laughs> um, but that's something that's helped me when I've yeah. been in those periods, mm-hmm. just to get that sort of stillness. Yeah. Um, because you can sit with yourself then. Yeah. A lot of people can't sit with themselves. Nah. And I mean, they're their own thoughts. Matt, people that you see sort of, they lose someone and then they 
doing like a marathon the next week and they're building this business and that's great mm. like, i think mm. there's a healthy side to that yeah of like using grief to motivate you yes and using definitely. that to like drive on and push forward yeah i think that's healthy mm-hmm. but there's a balance to it yeah you don't want to overdo and overdo one yeah and not do the other yeah um and christmas is tough for everyone like i personally now i don't like winter so mm. I'm a summer boy. Yeah, I time. love summer. Yeah, yeah, I hate yeah. the cold. Um, people that say they like winter, I don't. Mm. It freaks. I like to put on loads <laughs> of blankets and keep warm. Piss off. It's good for about 10 minutes if you're cuddling someone. But yeah, yeah. the rest of it. If you have a bay. When you've got to get out of bed at five in the morning to go to work and you're defrosting your car. And I, I hate all rotten. that. Rotten. Oh. And um, it's obviously dark. I suffer from SAD, which is seasonal effect disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to hate with dark evenings. Yeah. Um, I think I had one of those light boxes once that shine yeah. white light onto your face. Oh, really? So there's like these things. So because apparently, scientifically, yeah. you're, you obviously don't get as much light and yeah. UV in the winter. Yeah. So, um, sorry, yeah, in the winter you do in the summer. Mm-hmm. So you can get these little light boxes, which I actually used when I was 14, 15, and I used to use them again when I used to work on yeah, my desk yeah, there. Yeah. And it just, it's like a daylight light. Oh, okay. So it just shines in your face. Of daylight. And it's just actually is proven to, um, to improve your mood. Really? And actually, yeah, because it's... Um, it's called light. It's light therapy, basically. Oh, that's um, well good. So a light box. Yeah, a light, wants a light, light, light box. If anyone's, if, if you're 14, 15 and you're like studying at home and, and it's yeah. like dark, get a light box. Yeah. Um, or you can actually get hats as well. <laughs> you can get a hat, right? Kid you not, you get a hat and the light sits on the top of the thing and shines in your eyes, which does look mental. I think my uncle had one and we used to laugh about it, but yeah. Or you can get like that's an actual wicked. little box. Um, there's loads of things and just seek help. Yeah. Like you've got calm, you've got, uh, Samaritans, mm-hmm. you've got um, so many support groups if you search for them, yeah. no matter what your thing is. Yeah. Um, it's parasocial media, isn't it? There's yeah. so and much. And just talk there. about it because the support's there, mm-hmm. but it's got to come from you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't... Must be willing. You don't want to help yourself, then... You, How can anybody else? Yeah, and the thing is, well, is don't let your head tell you that you don't want help either. Because some people, you can get so down about stuff that you go, mm-hmm. no, I'm not worth it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lost cause. I'm, yeah, I'm not worth the help, but yeah. we've I've been there. We've seen countless celebrities that have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, seek the help and talk about your grief and your mental health mm-hmm. because I don't think this is just about grief. This is about all sort of stuff that yeah, affects. Yeah, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. And yeah, like one day you'll feel. One day you can wake up and feel mm-hmm. great. The next day you can wake up and feel shit. Yeah. But if you've got a routine mm-hmm. and a plan and you do those things, yeah then you're going to be fine because mm-hmm. just because you wake up and you feel shit in the morning doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a shit day. Doesn't have to be, yeah. It I mean? can be a shit morning, doesn't have to be a shit yeah. afternoon, and evening. And it's just, yeah. you can have like great times. And like I said, like in, like we've, we've sat here and we've laughed about stuff. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And I think that's so important now is you yeah. do so much crime as well. Don't be afraid to like have a bit of a to be happy. warped sense yeah. of humour and have a laugh about stuff because the person up there now is looking, I believe he's looking down on us yeah. and... Lead, guiding us through yeah. whatever this is and that no big time you wouldn't want to see you sad all the time no, and Christmas like try and enjoy it like I know I know yeah. I see I see and I see that a lot and so many people on social media and I hear people on this morning I think there was someone on this morning talking about Christmas going I hate Christmas yeah. and all this stuff and I know it's hard for people um, but trying to other people is don't be better about other people yeah. enjoying Christmas other happiness yeah because you can't yeah you can and you will. It's just not It's now. just, yeah. yeah, it's just like this, obviously, it's going to be tough Christmas yeah. Day because it's first Christmas yeah. without your loved one. Yeah. And it's birthdays, it's first mm-hmm. birthdays, it's Father's Day, yeah. it's all these things. 
that are tough, mm-hmm. but each year they get a little bit easier. Yeah. And you can still have a good Christmas day. There might be yeah. bad moments. Yeah. You might have, yeah. like, sometimes I'll see a bloke walking down the street. It's yeah. a bit large. Yeah. And it think, reminds me of my, and he yeah. had dark hair. Yeah. And I'll just come back to second, me. Yeah. And I just see my dad in the other person for like, yeah. and I just, and it just, whoa. Yeah. Really Little powerful. Like dad, yeah. And it just what brings you back and that. Mm. But you get used to it and that. Yeah. And that chat box in your head, just mm. try and ignore that yeah. because that's a, uh, yeah. If you can get zen enough. Yeah, <laughs> to, no, uh, definitely. I think meditation is definitely... Ignore the chatterbox and just get on with your life. Um, yeah. You'll be a lot happier. Yeah. And like I said, unfortunately, death is part of life. And yeah. it's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. But that's why you've just got today. Yeah. That's all you've got is one day at a time. Yeah. Live your life. Try and enjoy your life. And... When it's when your time's up, your I'm time afraid. is up. It's yeah. Up. Sorry, you don't have a choice in it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty yeah. much. I could talk all day. Oh, honestly, um, this has been amazing. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know how much I've, <laughs> we've been talking the forty five minutes yeah, now. Yeah, no, honestly, we have. You've smashed it. You've absolutely smashed it. I could just I could just let you take the stage. Be like, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. cool. But well, no, I think we'll. Um, I think that's enough. For yeah, me. No, yeah, maybe you've got a bit of a dry mouth. <laughs> maybe we'll do a part two. <laughs> yeah, maybe in six months time. I'd, I'd happily have you as another guest. Happily. Well, that is me all questioned out. I think Liam is gasping for a drink. <laughs> Liam, I'm going to say it here. I'll say it probably ten times before I leave. Thank you so much for this. Right. Um, you are bar Joe. I don't really count Joe as a guest. <laughs> you are the first male guest, really, and you've done. A fucking amazing job. Oh, good amazing luck. job. Good luck with the uh, podcast. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully it can reach the people that it needs to reach. And hopefully, yeah. if you're listening to this now and you're a male, come on in and share in your it, story. Please, I need more penis. <laughs> <laughs> I need we more need, penis uh, on the podcast. Yeah, come on, come on. Don't don't be scared to come and talk about it's it. Not. I don't bite, promise. Yeah. <laughs> but no, good luck with the podcast and everything. And thank uh, you. Have a wonderful Christmas and a good New Year. And all you listen as well, take care of yourself. Exactly. All right, grief gang. By the time you hear this, this will be Monday time. I hope you love it just as much as I have loved sitting here and recording it with Liam. So grief gang, over and out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.